What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the ShowMeFootball.com podcast. And what a train wreck that game was. Jesus. 17-14, the Kansas City Chiefs defeat the 4-11 Atlanta Falcons at home. And this, you could say, was Patrick Mahomes' worst game as a Chief. I think we can confidently say that. We've seen him have games with more turnovers. We've seen him have games where... He doesn't look good, but he eventually turns it on. He never really turned it on today. He never um, – and, you know, yeah, he only had the one interception, but he just looked very sloppy and never kind of contributed that much to the offense. Um, and I'm not even – like, I'm not even saying, like, the game's on him. I'm just saying he didn't play that good of a game. Uh, hopefully fans don't take that the wrong way. Like, I just mean, like, there was never that point that Patrick Mahomes, like, took over the game except you know with that end touchdown but that even that didn't necessarily lock up the game because the Falcons easily could have tied that but we all know what happened but anyways today I am joined by Connor as always so Connor your initial thoughts on today's game Uh, I think that if this game was played earlier in the season it would have been a loss Uh, both teams or will the Chiefs needed to win this and the Falcons benefit more from losing than winning? Therefore, in a way, both teams win. But it honestly felt like a loss just because of how sloppy and just genuinely bad we looked. Like, we did not look like a competent football team at all today. And Mahomes, quite frankly, I'm not going to sugarcoat it, he sucked. He just looked awful. You know, this is not how the MVP of the league is supposed to play, especially against a Atlanta Falcons defense. You know, I don't know what the problem was. Maybe, like, all the players were just, like, too busy focused on, like, Christmas or something, or, like, they were overlooking the Falcons Mm -hmm. because they thought they already had the one seed clinched or something like that. I don't know what the problem is, but they just looked horrible. Yeah, that's what I attributed it to, honestly, was the holiday season, just kind of the distracting the players a little bit. And I understand, like, it's kind of a poor excuse uh, because, you know, the other teams don't seem to have problem. Well, some of them do. I mean, you look at how other teams today have played, like the Browns and Colts and, you know, just games like that. So I feel like that has that's a little bit um, – of uh, the reason as to why they looked so bad today but also this is just kind of how this team has been playing all year long just kind of sleepwalking playing with fire um keeping mediocre teams in games where they should be blowing them out um you know uh excluding this game today they've won actually no including this game today since i had the numbers right in front of me they've won their last seven games by a combined score of 27 points that is a very razor-thin margin for error that the Kansas City Chiefs are giving themselves. And that's just – I it being a fan of this team is so frustrating for those reasons. But, you know, as long as they can pull out the win, you know, I'm happy. But, man, I just wish they'd blow more of these teams out. Yeah, you – the Falcons are a good team. You know, last week I was pretty calm – Uh, because the Saints are a good team. You know, we barely beat the Saints, but I was okay with it because I think the Saints are a true Super Bowl contender. The Falcons are not. The Falcons are probably the, in the top three of most poorly ran organizations in football. And we 
One, because uh, Young Ho Koo missed a field goal. You know, he just choked, and that's the only reason we won. And it's kind of upsetting. Yeah, also, let's... Yeah. Yeah, let's not forget, though, that the Falcons didn't even have Julio Jones today. I mean, imagine what this would have looked like with him in there. Yeah, our... They say the defense came to play today because they had four sacks, but the defense, I was not impressed with their performance at all today. You know, the Falcons do not have a good offensive line. Uh, we probably should have had more sacks today. You know, the $100 million men combined for, what was it, three tackles and two sacks. You know, I guess that's better than what they've been yeah. doing, but you still need to see more out of especially against a terrible offensive line like the Falcons. Yeah, absolutely. And circling back a little bit to how this team just looks sloppy, and, you know, I heard this during the halftime broadcast. Um, They were like, this team just looks bored. You know, this is what they do. They can turn it on whenever they want. I mean, can they really? Because if they wanted to turn it on whenever they wanted, uh, this game would not have been a 17-14 to game. And I get tired of this whole, they're saving it for the playoffs, they're – you know, they're not giving, you know, 100%. You know what? They might not giving one, be giving 100%, but I feel like that's more so a thing that fans tell themselves to justify shitty play when in reality this team just isn't as sharp as I think they can be or are for that matter. So, um, I don't know. Have you noticed that a lot? Yeah, I'm really, really concerned with the divisional matchup game. I think if we win the divisional game, we're going uh, to go to the Super Bowl at least. But I could very easily see this team coming out playing like that in the divisional round. And if we do that, we're probably going to lose. I mean, we could do what we did against the Texans last year where we start off really slow and then turn it on and light up the scoreboard, which is honestly what I was expecting to happen during this game. And then when there's about eight minutes, there was about eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. And I just kind of thought, Oh shoot, we're not going to turn it on. And we barely eked out a victory, but we never saw that Kansas city chiefs team that came back in the divisional that came back in the conference championship that came back in the Super Bowl and has come back several times this season. I don't know where those guys were, but they definitely weren't on the field. Yeah, absolutely not. So with all that being said, let's just go ahead and jump into the offense today, okay? So I actually, you know, before I even talk about the offense, uh, I want to say I do think the defense played a good game but the offense continually, you know, relied on the defense. And when you get to the point where this team is relying on the defense, that's where it gets dangerous because I think we can all agree that the the defense isn't this team's strong suit. But anyways, the offense. So Patrick Mahomes only completed 50% of his passes, 278 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. And let's not forget that that near interception by A.J. Terrell at the end of the game, that almost sealed it for the Falcons, but of course the dude, I don't even know how you drop that. Mahomes just has a little something in his passes that the defenders can never catch them for some reason. But uh, Daryl Williams had 10 carries for 46 yards. And you know what? I find that really interesting. And I know Le'Veon got hurt, but ended up getting less carries than Daryl, seven for 30. And I thought he looked okay. Uh, besides the couple times I handed him the ball and just there was no blocking whatsoever. 
Um, and then Le'Veon yeah, Bell also uh, added a reception for nine yards in the passing game. Yeah, my bad. I'm going to talk a little bit more. But, um, you know, I just got to say, that play towards the end of the first half uh, where it was fourth and one and they draw up like a this pass play from Mahomes where it looks like a Watkins screen and then Watkins throws it to Mahomes and it gets picked. I, I'm sorry. Every time we have got, we have tried to get cute uh, in the red zone this year, it has gone to shit. And I, I don't know why we continue to do it. And also that play in particular, why would you put your franchise quarterback at risk, you know, running a route on a defensive back and trying to make a play on the ball. Like to me, that was just the stupidest play you could have drawn up on fourth and one. And they did it anyways. To me, that play is something that you try on first or second down. You know, I actually like to play a call because uh, typically defenders aren't going to think that uh, they're going to throw it to Mahomes. So it was decently likely that they weren't even going to cover Mahomes and Mahomes would be wide open for the touchdown. But the problem is the Falcons sniffed the play out immediately and it just went wrong. And I did like seeing the Rose Bowl package from the Super Bowl back, uh, but it was just a bad time to call Mm -hmm. that play. And what I was going to, uh, when I accidentally interrupted you, I was just going to interject that the first, I believe it was the first play of the game, Le'Veon Bell turned a loss or a tackle for a loss into a first down. And that play just like completely sold me on, yeah, we're going to be fine in the running game. Uh, You know, people act like Clyde died or something, even though he just got a mild injury. He'll probably be back in time for the playoffs, but I don't expect anyone who got hurt to play again this season uh, before the playoffs. But Daryl Williams looked like Clyde. You know, he wasn't anything special, but he just looked exactly like Clyde. So, again, this kind of – you brought it up before we started recording. It makes Clyde look like a stupid pick because we look exactly the same with or without him. And just because Daryl Williams is the exact same player. So why did we waste a first round draft pick on him? I have no idea. Yeah, to me, we should have used that pick on an interior alignment or a defensive position of need because when you draft a running back for the offensive line and it's not even a running back that is, um, you know, it's a running back that's as good as his offensive line allows him to be. And those kind of running backs you can get, you know, everywhere. So, to me, you kind of put the cart before the horse when you draft a running back before offensive line when this team ranks 32nd in run block win rate. But that's just me. But anyways, uh, uh, oh, and yeah, what you said about the team looking the exact same with or without him, like that just really like hit me. Like, yeah, that really makes that pick look pretty dumb. But anyways, um, Travis Kelsey – Seven receptions for 98 yards and the touchdown. Um, just a monster season from him. And, of course, today he broke the tight end receiving yards record and broke 1,400 receiving yards in a single season by a tight end, which is the um, best season ever for a tight end receiving. And he also recorded his 100, uh, 100th catch of the season today as well. Uh, anything you wanted to add to that? I think Kelsey was the only real bright spot of the offense today. You know, obviously, I think Travis Kelsey is the greatest tight end of all time. People say that he seems to have lost a step this year, 
which I don't understand that. And the fact that he uh, put up the greatest numbers we've ever seen from a tight end and we still have one game left to go, uh, I think says a lot about how special Travis Kelsey truly is. And he mm -hmm. seemed like the only person uh, that Mahomes felt comfortable throwing to today. I don't know if that's because we just couldn't get open or if Mahomes uh, just had a bad day. He kind of looked like a deer in the headlights uh, several times today. And mates on the offense not blocking or the line not blocking well enough, causing him to panic and make stupid decisions. I don't know what the problem is. I hope they fix it. But Kelsey seemed like the only offensive player that played well today. Yeah, Tyreek Hill also had four receptions for 65 yards, but um, for some reason it seems like he didn't even get a target in the second half. Um, Demarcus Robinson, too, for 29 and the, the go-ahead touchdown. Um, besides that, I don't want to see Robinson thrown to ever again. Um, just my opinion. And then McColl. Oh, McColl. Three receptions for 24 yards, but he also had uh, a few drops on the day and also just uh, – <laughs> I'm in favor of just not putting anyone back for kick returns anymore. Just, just don't send anyone back there because McColl is not helping like whatsoever. Um, he's a complete bonehead on special teams. He does not know when to fair catch or when to let it bounce. Yeah, he, dude, McColl pisses me off to no end. Uh, we've been saying, I feel like we say this every week, you know, and is Pringle yeah. healthy yet? Like, what's going on with him? Because he needs to be back I hope there. so. I'm so sick of Actually, him. Actually, yeah. I, yeah, I think uh, he played a couple snaps today after Sammy Watkins went out, which, by the way, was under the injuries today. Andy Reid says it's a calf strain. So, uh, I give him a couple weeks. I think he'll be fine. But you never know with Sammy. But, yeah, hopefully Pringle can go back there for McCole Hardman because I just I, – I hate him on special teams. I just – I hate him. Screw it. Put Garrett Dieter back there. Like anyone but McCall. Oh I man, I don't. I don't think we're to that point yet. <laughs> Jeez, I'm so. I, done I would pay to see that. Like, just put yeah, your arm out. Yeah, and me call too. Oh, yeah, by the way, uh, Deion Yelder signing today, uh, one reception for 12 yards. I kind of wish they'd use him more. I, I, I like him when he gets the ball in his hands. We also saw Ricky Seals-Jones get on the field for the first time this year. Or maybe it's not, but it sure did feel like it, uh, which was nice to see. I like uh, yeah, I, I know for sure. Yeah, I know for sure he got on the field in the Buffalo game and had, like, one target and one drop, and then you just never saw him again after that. But – yeah, for sure. Uh, it's good to get some other tight ends out there running around. Um, uh, special teams, Tommy Townsend, I just wanted to point out, had um, four punts for 165 total yards, which was good for a 41.3-yard average. And then he had the one with the beautiful bounce. Um, and the three of those punts were inside the 20. So uh, great day for Tommy Townsend. Yeah, he's been a great uh, pickup. Uh, I'm. It really sucked to see Dusty go, but Tommy's been fantastic. And it doesn't really have to do with this game, but it's just something I learned today that I'm just going to interject in here. 
did you know former Chiefs punter Dustin Colquitt is a Jaguar right now? I never heard that. Did I did not. I knew he got released by the Steelers. Not, no, I, yeah, no, I didn't. I, I know he got released by the Steelers, but I didn't know he signed with another team. Yeah, I had no idea. That's just, I don't know. Maybe somebody was interested in learning that because I was shocked when I heard that. Yeah, well, at least he gets to live in Florida after winning a Super Bowl. I can't have it much better than that. So, although the Jaguars are no fun to play for, so maybe maybe it's not. I don't know. But get moving on. Yeah, yeah. Well, yep. They're gonna lock up the number one pick. Uh, so. Looks like they'll get Trevor Lawrence, even though I thought I thought Justin Fields might be a good fit in Jacksonville, but I think Trevor Lawrence is the better prospect. So, oh, well, not my team, not worried about it. So moving on, uh, the defense, the defense, oh, defense. It seems like they'll put together one drive where you're like, where has that been all game? And then, and then the next drive, there will be, you know, like, oh, there's the 2018 Chiefs defense. The one, oh, and you know what? Hold on. Can we take a second to acknowledge the fact that Bob Sutton completely owned our offense today? What's Bob Sutton's role on the Falcons? Um, I know he – I think it's like the NFL equivalent of being a defensive quality control coach or something. I'm going to Google that real quick, though. I don't even know if he's still there, dude. Oh, no, he yeah, was there. He was at the game the today. Falcons. Yeah, no, he was on the field right. chatting it up with the old coaches before the game. He is a senior assistant of the Atlanta Falcons. I'm not sure what a senior assistant does, but uh, looks like he had he did a pretty nice job telling that coach and staff what it, what it was that he needed to do to contain our offense because they absolutely did it. Yeah, it was very, very embarrassing. Yeah, I mean, like, we always say stuff like, if you want a chance to beat the Chiefs, you got to put up at least 30. Well, not today. But anyways, the defense, uh, Willie Gay Jr. was our leading tackler for uh, nine tackles. And I just got to say, he looked amazing, and I never want to see another snap of Ben Neiman again. But also... Um, I don't know if you noticed this. I felt like they kept taking Willie Gay off the field on important downs, and it was kind of frustrating me. Like, they would take him off the field on, like, third and five, and it's like, no, keep him on the field. What are you doing? I didn't notice that, but I did notice the fantastic game from Willie Gay. Uh, he had a forced fumble. that He had that late forced fumble that Darius Harris recovered. And he basically gifted a sack to Frank Clark. So, yeah, Willie Gay is a stud. I don't know why he didn't see the field more before that. But, you know, uh, he's our Santa Claus, you know, giving uh, sacks out to the poor kids, or in this case, Frank Clark. Yeah, for sure. Um, Willie Gay just looked amazing flying all over the field and he was shedding all kinds of blocks, making nice tackles, playing the run well. And then also Legereus Sneed uh, had a sack and six tackles today. He was tied um, with Dan Sorensen for the second leading tackler of the game. And you know what, Legereus Sneed, I tweeted this out during the game. Did you know, besides that one Frank Clark coverage sack that he got, that I tweeted this before that, but did you know, um, 
in the last 10 weeks, Legereus Sneed and Frank Clark are tied with the same number of sacks, too. Um, and Legereus Sneed actually has only played a fraction of the last 10 games. Did you know that? I didn't know that, but I can't say I'm surprised. If anything, I'm surprised that they're tied and Legereus yeah. doesn't have more. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty disappointing when your rookie cornerback has more sacks in the last 10 weeks than your $105 million pass rusher. Yeah, that's that's pathetic, dude. I'm so sick of Frank Clark. Oh, but he got a sack today that was a gift from Willie Gay. Like, let's be real. And then he had, like, that he hit Matt Ryan to force an incompletion and that's about all he did today. Yeah, that was a nice play. I'll give him that. Um, but it shouldn't even have gotten to that point, if we're being honest. Like, that whole final drive should not have happened. And a lot of it did happen because of Charvarius Ward, someone who I am tired of seeing on the field. Um, he gave up a big play to Calvin Ridley, and he did a nice job covering him at the end of the game. I will say that on that final drive. He did all right, but he also had a penalty that gave them more yards on that same drive. So I'm just kind of done with Charvarius Ward. Look, maybe DeAndre Baker isn't all the way there. Maybe he doesn't understand the playbook. I don't know what the issue is, but how can he possibly be worse than Charvarius Ward? Like, just put yeah. Baker on the field. I just want to see him. It's a fair question, yeah. And I'm hoping we do get to see some Baker in um, this next game against the Chargers, um, assuming uh, all of our starters aren't a 100% go. So hopefully we get to see some of that. I would love to see Baker out there. Alex Okafor also had a sack today. That was really good to see. Um, he's been a lot better since um, coming back from that uh, nagging hamstring injury. And best um, defensive end on the team. You know, I thought, yeah, I thought the secondary also, um, like I said, outside of Ward, I thought they looked okay. I mean, yeah, Legarius is a stud, dude. I'm, I'm so thankful that we have Legarius. He's made this secondary look bearable, and of course, you got Honey Badger, but Legarius just kind of steals the show in the secondary. Yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, the defense, I, I, thought, it's, I thought they played a good game. I already said it. I thought they played a good game. Like, you hold the Falcons to 14. I understand it's the Falcons, but, uh, you know, especially considering that they were missing um, Anthony Hitchens and Damian Willis. I mean, guys like Darius Harris. And I, who, who was the other guy uh, that they had that was active? Omari Cobb. I've never heard of Omari Cobb. So, yeah, um, no you know, I, I think they did good considering that. And I think that even makes Willie Gay's performance more impressive to know that he was the only competent linebacker on the field. Willie Gay stepped up when he needed to. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the Falcons, we held them to only 90 rushing yards, and I think the Falcons have – uh, an okay rushing attack, um, but we also gave up two seven, 277 pass yards. I Overall, this game, I feel like you just have to kind of be concerned about – you have to be concerned about the offense because 
the Falcons, I mean, there's no sugarcoating it. They're the worst defense in the league, like ranked 32nd in the league, and we only mustered up 17 points. Like, that's that's got to stop. Yeah, like I said, I think we just overlooked them, and it was just a bad day. You know, this this really should have yeah. been an upset. We did not deserve to win this, but Young Way missed it. That's that. Yeah. Hey, at least so, you got the first round by. Credit. Yeah, for sure. That that's that's all we wanted today. I didn't care if they win pretty or whatever. Although, you know, I did say I, I did tweet out that I, I think this is a game that we shouldn't be winning by like only four points or something. I mean, this is the freaking Falcons for God's sake. But I guess I just have to be happy and take it at this point. We beat the Falcons by three points. I hate I hate saying that because the Falcons are a four win team. But maybe it just was a bad day coming off a holiday. They weren't, you know, ready for them, whatever. But right before the playoffs, it's not the kind of offensive performance you want to see. But as long as I get the win, as long as I get the win, that's all I can say. And the first round by home field advantage, right? I was in my fantasy championship. And and Mahomes carried me throughout the season. (laughs) And then in the championship, he just decides to suck. Like, no, I'm not happy with this at all. Mahomes just cost me $30 and a trophy. Thanks, Pat. But, yeah, that's all I have to say. Yeah, anything else? Oh, I was going to ask you if you had anything else to rant about. One thing that I did want to say before we wrap up, though, is I noticed um, Austin Ryder got hurt. I think it was on, like, our last offensive drive, and they put in Kilgore. Yeah, keep that switch. Please do not let Ryder back in. I want to see Kilgore. Ryder is terrible. He is just Yeah, I, I don't like Ryder. <laughs> Especially in run blocking. So, yeah, anything uh, else you wanted to add to the episode? Uh, no, other than start Kilgore. Yeah. All right, so there you have it. Next week we take on the Chargers. We'll have to see what the game plan is, if they plan on resting starters or not. But um, that's pretty much it for this episode. So thanks again for listening, and make sure you check out www.showmefootball.com for more. Um, You doing the Frank Clark? I I would say yes, but I don't don't know what the – like what the outlook is for them uh, playing time wise. Like, I don't want to like do that again. And then that ends up Chris Jones and Frank Clark aren't playing or something like that. So um, I, we can talk about it off the show and see what kind of giveaway we can think of uh, for this next game, but that's pretty much it for today. Yeah, for sure. So just keep an eye on the Twitter um, at show me FB on Twitter, but yeah, that's it for today guys. So thanks again for listening and we'll catch y'all next time. Peace.